Hey, lovelies, before we get started, let's talk about the last stop on the tour. The past two Sundays have been, I mean, blow your mind crazy. I don't think, I think that it will take me several weeks to process exactly what has been going on here. But I'm super excited to be doing pop-up shops so that you have the opportunity to try on clothes in person, get great pieces before Chag, and just come and generally hang out with me. So I was already in Queens and in Muncie, and this upcoming Sunday, September 18th, I will be at D-Rama in Flatbush. So if you've ever been nervous about shopping online, even with free shipping and returns, pop-ups are a great opportunity to come see what everyone is raving about, see my, if I do say so myself, gorgeous designs, feel free, feel the quality fabrics, and try on a dress or outfit to get a true idea of what the piece actually looks like on you. Plus, I will be there, so will my mom, so we will style you to perfection this holiday season. I cannot wait to shop with all of you this Sunday, September 18th at D-Rama in Flatbush. And until then, enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. And on today's show, I go solo to talk about the pause dress. I share how I feel about the pressure to maximize any time spent away from my family, the time management system that allows me small moments of pause, and the process of creating my newest design. Hello, lovelies. It's always really... Fun feels like the wrong word, but it, see, recording these solo podcast episodes is really the last thing that I do with each new design. Like it's, it's, it's almost like the last step in the process. And it's a really great opportunity to reflect on the whole, on the whole thing, I guess you could say on the whole ordeal of creating each piece. And I'm really grateful for that space because there's always a lot percolating in my brain and this is a great way to get it out. And <laughs> the prevailing thought that I've had about the pause dress is that I also could have called this the I need a nap dress. <laughs> and saying that out loud seems really funny, but that is really the prevailing feeling at the current moment. <laughs> I cannot count how many days I have started um, or like usually hit like around two, three o'clock where I'm just like, can I take a, I really need a nap right now. <laughs> and there's definitely a part of me that's like, oh, you're laughing. You could either laugh or cry, but um, no, not that, not that I really would cry, but it's, it's really fascinating to me how, how much like, I'm not even sure how to articulate this properly. I'll, I'll backtrack for a moment. One of the things that I remember getting a lot, um, particularly when I was pregnant and from a couple of people who knew that I was pregnant and would, were like still watching my stories or posting or whatever and, you know, like knowing, knowing that I was. Um, and also just, you know, recently, um, now that it has become public that I am a mom, is that like I'll, I'll very very commonly get a comment along the lines of like, I'm so amazed that you're doing everything you're doing and how are you not tired? And I am, I, I am very tired all the time. And that's not to say it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm not, you know, it's, I'm not, 
it's it's not like a tired overwork burnout kind of thing. It's just a it's an I need a nap tired. <laughs> it's an I need a nap tired. And the thing that and, and, and this was very pre- prevalent as I was creating the pause stress also. Um, and it's still prevalent. And I don't think that this is a part of my life that um, I don't think that this is a feeling that is going to go away. This feeling of really being like like struck by this need to do everything and be everywhere at once. I think that something that has really changed for me um, since I've become a mom is this like everything feels more important now. Everything feels more like it has more weight um, in a couple of different ways. I think that there are some things if there's definitely a part of me that has now blocked time into like time with my family and time away from my family. And if something is going to be time away from my family, then it needs to earn it. Like it needs to really be worth it. And there's definitely been a an intense pressure that I've put on myself to maximize that time away from family. And that's probably something that I need to get. Not probably. That is definitely something that I need to get better at. Um, there was definitely a part. Of, and I think that... Mm, I kind of want to say that over the last couple of months, I've maybe gotten better at it, but I don't think that's true. I think that what's happened is that I've just gotten used to the flow of things. And I think that having that pressure on myself where it was, if I'm going to be away from my family, then I need to be the most efficient and productive that I could possibly be in in within those given hours because any time that I am wasting is time that I am like stealing from my family and I need to get back there. Um, which is obviously not a great place to be approaching things from. And, and I've definitely settled into it. I think a little bit more. I actually, I was talking with a friend of mine and I said to her, I feel really strange about the fact that the babysitter spends more time with my family than I do. And she kind of laughed and she said, okay, maybe. But you do know that eventually there's a school involved, right? And school is more hours of the day than not school. And I was like, you know what? You're you're right. And I'm pro school. So <laughs> like this, you know, I, I just started thinking of it in that way. And that definitely was something that eased my mind a little bit. I definitely... It's 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 ironic to me and it's honestly comical to me that um, I've done a couple episodes on like the work life balance and mom guilt and all of that um, pre pre birth pre motherhood um, because my my feelings and thoughts on those things have certainly evolved. I don't want to quit my job. I think it would be terrible for everybody involved if I quit my job. I really 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 love what I do and I know that on days when um, like a babysitter is canceled or things like that. Um, I, I don't feel as fantastic at the end of those days as I do at the end of days where I'm, you know, running, you know, doing the mom thing in the morning and in work and at work, you know, most of the day and then, you know, coming home for bedtime and getting all that together. And like, those are definitely the days when I feel when I feel most me. Those like really full, crazy, hectic days that, yes, leave me in the need of a nap. But there's an these are all things that I'm still definitely working through. And these were all definitely 
they, they were floating through my head as I was creating the pause dress. Um, because the pause dress is the first, that's not true. It's the second, second. Yeah. Oh no. It's the third. What am I saying? I was about to say that the pause dress is, is I was going to say it's one of the first pieces that I've created since becoming a mom, but that's not true. I did the, um, I did the sculpt dress and I did the 58 top and 58 skirt all postpartum. Um, so, but I don't know. I think that I'll tell you what it was. When I did the sculpt dress, I was pretty immediately postpartum. So I didn't like, I hadn't really, I don't like not even immediately postpartum. I'd only just gone back to work. So I was like, I, I was still kind of in a fog a little bit. There was definitely a part of and not not even a fog like I was still I was still getting situated to what my to what my day to day was um, and a little bit less with the fifth day top and skirt. But definitely by the time it came around to design the pause dress, I really felt like we had settled into a routine. We knew what our days were. We knew, you know, scheduling and how things needed to work. And all of that led gave me like some space to think, I guess you could say some space to think about how I feel about time and how I feel about, you know, this need to feel like I'm really doing everything. And it's definitely still something that I'm still working through. And I'm sure that it's something that will come up, you know, with other things. So I called this dress the pause dress for it to be an ode to the fact that we deserve to take a break. I, this was a reminder for myself as much as for anybody else. It was mo usually I'm giving, <laughs> usually I name these things for myself. And it was, it, it was important to me to have a, an actual reminder to physically pause, to take a rest, to take a break, to give myself some slack wherever I could. And, and that's how it ended up becoming the pause dress. And, and, and I'm glad that it went there. I really am. Um, and and there's still a lot here that I'm sure that I will unpack with you over the next probably years, um, you know, months, if not years, um, as I get, you know, I think that as, first of all, as my family goes through different stages and also just as I get more used to or have space to more evolve in, I guess you could say, I'm not even really sure. But for me, it's also about, I think that the, that the thing that for me has been interesting to note, I mean, listen, we've talked about mom guilt on the show before, and I don't, it's not that I don't believe in mom guilt. It's just not something that, I don't want to say, if, I, I don't know if I could say that what I experience is guilt, because it's not really a feeling of guilt that I'm not spending more time with my family or that I'm not there more or something like that. Um, it's more of a feeling of, well, honestly, overwhelm. <laughs> That's a big one. Definitely a feeling of overwhelm and definitely a feeling of frustration. And th this like feeling of frustration of, of feeling like I'm expected to be in 10 places at once and feeling like I am, I, d I definitely have had this feeling of like, well, it's only okay to go to work if everything at home is perfect. And if everything at home is in, uh, you know, every, you know, all the dotted I's and cross T's. Um, 
that like that has to come first always and then things you know and then you can go deal with work things and I just don't think that's true and I think that accepting for myself that that's not true is has been a really powerful thing over these you know last little while um and I also think that you know when when you can have frank discussions about what are the accommodations that you need here or there and when I say accommodations I I, I mean obviously if you are dealing with it in a boss then yeah talk to your boss. Um, but since I'm not, um, these pop-ups are actually a really great example. I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing this pop-up tour before the holidays and they're all on Sundays, which are usually my family time. And there was definitely a part of me that did not want to do that. Um, because I do really like our Sundays. They're fun. Um, but it made the most sense and it was the best time to do it. And, you know, sitting down with my husband, we figured it all out and, and, you know, and he's with the family on Sunday and that's great. So it, I mean, he would be with, with us anyways, but like he's doing it solo and that's great. And I think that being able to figure out what are the times when that makes sense definitely, definitely worked for us. I'll put, I'll put that out there. Definitely, definitely made a, a huge difference for us. And I don't even know what the point of this is except to just say that I think that it's an evolving thing. I think that it's an evolving thing and I think that I think that we can acknowledge that something is difficult without also putting other meaning on top of it. So, yeah, it is stressful to be full-time working and have a family. There's it's definitely stressful. Do I need to therefore feel guilty about the time I spend away from my family? No. But I can acknowledge that what I am doing, working full-time and having a family, is a lot. And there's a lot on my plate. And I'm, I'm actually often asked about my time management system. I will admit time management is one of my superpowers. There's absolutely no, um, no question about it. Um, I'm really good at it. I'm also really good at kind of gauging how long something will or won't take. Um, I'll talk you through my system. It's actually super simple. I use the notes app on my iPhone. I'm sure that an Android has some equivalent thereof. And what I do is that I keep a weekly list. So I, instead of having a daily to-do list, I have a weekly to-do list. And I find that this helps me better organize things, um, between days. So at the top of the note, I'll write week of whatever the date is. So let's say for this week, it said week of nine, five at the top. And then I'll make a list of all of the things that need to get done in that week. Um, and I'll separate the list into categories. So usually I'll have like work and personal. And then I will just add things to each day as is necessary. So let's say there's a, if I have a specific podcast recording, you know, scheduled with someone Tuesday at 10 a.m., then I'll put that on the Tuesday list, recording with whoever at 10 a.m. And I'll go through everything that I need to get done and I'll, and I'll assign it to a particular day. So the idea is that Instead of like at the beginning of the week, I have a lot of things that need to get done. They don't all need to happen on Monday or Tuesday. So instead of just having this big list that you kind of pick through every day and feeling like a little bit stressed at the end of Monday that there's still so many things on your list, I take that big list and I divide it up by each day so that at the end of the day, usually I'll have a fully crossed off list for Monday and then a fully crossed off list for Tuesday. And if as I'm working on Monday, I see, wait, this is taking me longer than I thought and this is not working, then I'll move something else to Tuesday. You know, I'll just copy and paste it and move it to Tuesday. Um, and what I'll usually do is I'll put the list in priority order. So this way, 
something that I need, you know, if this must happen today, that'll go on top. And something that is less important will go, um, will go towards the bottom of the list and I'll do it that way. And this way, the thing that let's say if I don't have time for on Monday is getting moved to Tuesday is something that it's not a big deal if it gets moved to Tuesday. Um, the other thing that I do is that I keep at the very top of the list stuff that like would be nice if it got done this week and is like a little bit extra, but doesn't have to be. And if I find that on a particular day I have time, I'll go and I'll work on those things um, or I'll start working on the next day's list. And I find that organizing my week out like this is really, really helpful and it really keeps me on a particular track. And it also means that there are times when work is done. I constantly have a lot of projects that I'm working on and they're not, they're not all going to get done in one day. But if I have my work divided out throughout the week and I have a certain amount of things that need to get done on Monday, then by the time that's done, Monday's finished, go home, <laughs> you know, Monday's finished, do go buy some ice cream, do whatever you need to do. Um, and, and, and know that you can approach Tuesday from the same clean slate. Um, the biggest problem that I think that a lot of people come like come across with time management is that they either over or underestimate how long something is going to take them. And the part of the way why how I got really good at time management is because when I was a seamstress doing alterations, I would essentially price it by the hour, meaning I would give people a, a, a rate for what it would cost to let down a hem or take a dress in or whatever. Um, but I would base that rate on how long it would take me. And because of that, I timed myself doing these things and I timed myself doing them several times. And then I just, and that was how I decided my rate, um, you know, decided my price list and each, I, I did that for several different things. I did that for, you know, all the alteration things. I did that for some admin stuff. And as if you time yourself doing things, then you will get a better feel for how things, you know, how long it takes you to work through certain projects. And then that gives you more time to give yourself a break that, you know, crossing off that list and being done at the end of the day is, is the, to me, it's the best feeling. It's knowing that, okay, I finished Monday, not, there are still so many other things that have to happen. Monday's finished. Let's go home. Um, that to me has really freed me up. And, and all of this has become that much more important in my life um, when, you know, the hours that I can work are limited, the hours that I have babysitting coverage are limited. And that makes, and then that just makes all of this that much more important. So I think that giving yourself a little bit of organization has been a huge part of, for me at least, being able to give myself some time to pause and some time to relax and some time to take a deep breath. And, and that I think has been, has been really important. The pause dress itself, really, it was designed with comfort first and foremost. I find that, I don't know if it's a postpartum thing or if it's a post-COVID thing or if because I'm tired, I just have less patience in general, but I really have no patience for uncomfortable clothes anymore. I just don't want to do it. And that's not to say that the other pieces of my collection are uncomfortable. They're all very, very comfortable. I I've always designed with a comfort first I've I've always designed from this comfortable lens. I've always wanted things to be comfortable. Um, and I can't think of any piece in the collection now that is uncomfortable. But for the pause dress specifically, I wanted it to be comfortable in the armhole. 
That was super important to me for two reasons. I had been getting a couple of uh, notes from some women who were saying that the arms on some styles were just too tight on them, which depending on your body shape is fully possible. It's, um, it's something that can definitely happen and it's not, it's not uncommon at all. And um, there were a couple of women who were telling me that um, that the arms were too tight on them. So I wanted something that had a lot of room in the arm. Um, and also, I had noticed that the collection skewed more triangle body shape friendly. This is completely unsurprising considering that I myself am a body, um, have a triangle body shape. For anyone who is not familiar, there are four main body types. The um, body types will dictate where you carry weight on your body. They will also dictate what looks best on you. So the four main body types are a triangle. Think of an actual physical triangle. These are women who carry most of their weight in their hips. This is your girl here. An inverted triangle is exactly the opposite. Those are women who carry most of their weight in their bust and arms. They will have a larger bust and arms, a smaller waist, and even smaller hips. Then you've got your rectangles. Those are women who are pretty evenly distributed, kind of square shape. This is also called a boyish or athletic shape. Um, these are women who are about the same width in their bust, waist, and hips. And then you've got your hourglasses. These are women who are smallest in their waist and have a basically balanced um, bust and hip. So I myself personally am a triangle. I carry all of my weight um, in my hips and I have small boobs. And it's really unsurprising that the collection skewed more triangle friendly because I use myself as a fit model when I design. Now, when I say that I use myself as a fit model, it means that I try on pieces as I go. So the collection is not based on my measurements, um, but it is the designs are usually just the types of clothes that I generally wear. And when you're dressing for your body shape, you want to always think about balance. So the idea is to put volume where you don't have it. So if you, for example, like me, are a triangle shape and you carry a lot of weight in your um, in your butt, then you're going to want to go for straighter skirts. You don't want to add volume where you already had it and blousier tops because that will balance you out and give you a more even distributed kind of look. So in what this meant, I, I just noticed this, that like, if you think about like, think about the flutter dress, think about the sculpt dress, think about the little ruffle dress even. These are all styles that are super triangle friendly. Now, I design in a balanced way. So these styles also work for other body types, but I hadn't really thought about the, the, I hadn't really thought about so much about the people who were carrying a lot on top, uh, particularly in their boobs and in their arms. Um, mainly because I don't think about big boobs every day because I wear a B cup. And when I was creating the pause dress, I specifically start set off to make something that was comfortable in the arms for women who wear a bigger cup size, you know, somewhere in like the D double D plus plus range, because I wanted them to have something that was comfortable especially for them, because I do know that for these women, it can be a little bit harder to find. So that was where, that was where the pause dress was, you know, kind of conceived. And that's how I want, um, that's how I came up with this idea of a dolman sleeve. Dolman sleeve is not a new concept. It's called, um, it's sometimes also referred to as a bat wing sleeve. And what it basically is, is a type of draped sleeve that has extra volume under the arm that's then controlled in some way to create a, um, a draping effect that the end result of that is that you have a lot of room for movement and a lot of room under the arm. So what I've done is that I've taken that dolman sleeve, that bat wing sleeve, and I've controlled it with, with pleating 
all through the front. So what the end result is, is this dress that has a straight-ish shape. So it looks really nice on triangle skirt on triangle shapes because the skirt is not super is um is straight-ish looks really good on inverted triangle shapes because the skirt is not a tight tight pencil so it still leaves you looking very balanced and the pleating gives a ton of room on top for people who need it if you're wearing a larger cup size and also closes for people who don't like me so the pleats kind of do their own thing and adjust to your body this is a very similar concept to what happens on the origami dress where the pleats open and close and you can open and close the buttons depending on how much shape you need and depending on how much volume you need so that was really the the bit of it you know that was really the the idea behind it and it worked out really well. I'm really, really, really happy with how the pause dress came out. It was also one of those design processes that came together quite quickly. Um, it was one of those things that came together mostly in my head and then I just needed to translate it to fabric and it just worked. And I think that that's because from a conceptual standpoint, it really makes perfect sense. Um, and like I said, this is specifically, I specifically designed this with big boobs and, and larger arms in mind, but it does work for you know, it, it does work for other body types as well. And as always, it's best to try stuff on, um, which is why I offer free shipping and free returns on all orders. And that's really where it came from. And then <laughs> going back, I so I had this idea, you know, I wanted this comfortable, particularly for larger boobs, larger arms type of dress. And then when it came to naming it, it was really just about like, usually when I'm naming things, it's what is my what is my prevalent feeling at the moment? And yes, the prevalent feeling was I need a nap. And it is still the prevalent feeling a couple of weeks later from, from when I made it and from when I named it. But I think that with the pause dress, to me, it's also, it's an acknowledgement that I might not get that nap. I probably won't get that nap. And even if I can't get that nap, I can still pause for five minutes. And I hope that I, and I hope that that's a lesson that I'm able to stick with. I hope that that's something that I'm able to work through. The The pause dress comes in two colors. It comes in hunter and indigo. The hunter is this stunning, beautiful, deep green that if you're upset that I didn't make it in black, get the hunter. It'll be, trust me on this one, it'll, it, it's a, it's a, it's a deep, beautiful color that will also you know, that's, that's easy to wear in the same way that black is, that works well with black tights and, you know, that you can wear with your black heels and I, I'm confident in the hunter. Um, the other color is an indigo, which is this beautiful blue that's kind of like a, I think of it as a bright navy. Um, it's definitely reads blue and not navy. And it's also a super easy color to wear and a really, really great transitional fall color. Both are available in sizes two through 24. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the current stock is at the moment. Um, but you can always check out impactfashionnyc.com to see what sizes they are available in. And if you see that your size is sold out, I really, really, really encourage you to sign up for the wait list because I do offer free shipping and free returns. It's 
quite often and it's quite common for people to order more than one size and then send back what doesn't work for them. So especially with a new style, it is highly, highly likely that someone is trying on that dress and will send it back. And when they do, if you sign up for the wait list, then as soon as it comes back, you will get notified that it is back and then you can grab it. The wait list is set up in such a way so that only a small number, I think it's three people are notified every time one is restocked. So that means that if you get that email, you have a good chance of actually being able to get it. And it also means that people are notified in the order that they sign up. So even if you're only kind of sort of sure that you might want to try something on, sign up for the waitlist and get yourself on that list as early as possible so that you can be towards the top of the list. That's what I have to say about the pause dress. That's what I have to say about making it about what's currently happening in my a little bit overtired <laughs> um, and slightly cluttered um, head at the moment. Um, you can shop the pause dress on all of my designs at impactfashionnyc.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. All of the links are in the show notes. Last week, I spoke with artist Yaeli Vogel about her creative process and using business as an art. Listen to it wherever you're hearing this episode. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 18 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Itzkowitz. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.